1: Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a stomp with a guest and take a little meander into their life. In this episode, I'm delighted to be speaking to Michelin star chef and all-around amazing guy, Tom Kerridge. I'm sure you'll know of Tom as he's a regular on our TV screens. He's hosted many of his own cooking programmes and has also been a judge on popular shows like Great British Menu. Tom owns numerous restaurants across the UK, two of which have earned the impressive Michelin star. Moreover, the Hand and Flowers here in Marlowe is the only pub in the UK to have two Michelin stars, two. Tom has spoken about his relationship with food and alcohol and how this has changed over the years, as well as the pressures that are on those that work in our kitchens and our restaurants and hospitality industry across the country. Thank you to our sponsors this week, Fitflop. Fitflop has an uncompromising mission to empower us to move better and feel great which, as you'll know by now, is so closely aligned with stomp StompCast. I've been wearing the Vitamin FF throughout the shooting for StompCast, and to be honest, for ages before, and they've really kept me feeling supported and comfortable with their lightweight feel and contoured soles. What you might not know about Fitflop is they have an in-house biomechanist, Dr. Kim, who tests all of their shoes, sandals, trainers, and boots, to make sure they align with our body's natural movement. That way, we can move better and move freely. Not to mention, all of their models are tested in the same labs that top performance brands use to test their shoes. So you can really trust that they're going to serve you well. If you're on the lookout for a new pair of trainers, as I said, I've been loving the Vitamin FF while recording the Stompcast or any other style of footwear, just head to fitflop.com. I cannot recommend them high enough. I can honestly say they are my favourite pair of trainers I have ever owned. Welcome to the Stompcast. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I want to say a big thank you very much for well taking us here. This is absolutely stunning. We're in Marlow, right? Yeah, we're in Marlow. This is Marlow Common, which about I don't know about a mile
0: and a half out of, out of the centre of Marlow High Street.
1: Oh gosh, and you go from what is very quaint. Uh, Little, little town, a little town size? It is, yeah. It's a town, it's a quaint little, it feel, I say that because it feels, it has the characteristics of a little village, a country village is very warm, very quaint. Abby um, is actually from around here and she was just driving us through and you see all the local shops, you have a real community feel and, and you're a big part of the community here, aren't you? Because you've got a few um, places, you've got the uh, the Hand of Flower, you've got, what's it, two others, as well The Coach it? and the, the coach. So yeah, I've got three spaces here, we've been here nearly, nearly
0: 18 years, and you're right, it it is hugely built on Um, community it's a great space it's like schools sport you know there's rowing there's rugby there's a football club there's a every Christmas there's a kind of like a a beautiful like shopping thing that gets done where everyone takes over the high street there's a great fireworks night it's great yeah like there's a really wonderful kind of energy the turning on of the Christmas lights it's a it is a brilliant community space to live where people just kind of like really gel together and and you're right there's the local independent shops i mean there's obviously some big chains and stuff in there but as well the the area is very supportive of like individuals and Mm. wanting people to do well so
1: it's it's a great space how important is it to have that sense of community spirit especially now i mean coming out of the pandemic everything that's happened and look, it's We'll talk a bit more about the hospitality industry later, but how important is it, do you think, to have communities coming together and actually supporting those independents?
0: Yeah, I I mean, massively, it's everything, isn't it? I mean, it's one of the biggest fundamentals, I think, of being human beings is your connection to each other and supporting each other. And I think when you're in hospitality, I think you recognise that anyway. I mean, if you're in hospitality you 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 are about your business is going to be successful if you if you welcome people in and connect with them and try to make sure that they're they're comfortable in their (laughs) surroundings and you know and that does then spread out onto the bigger picture of people you know within that community gelling and bonding together and trying to create something that's exciting and a great place to live and a lovely place to be and all of it kind of transcends and works really really nicely together so yeah i mean connection to each other is is one of the most important
1: thing. Tom like you've had a hugely uh, successful career and I think even from a distance I've only met you in person today but from a distance you on TV you have a real kindness to you you're a very warm person and I feel like well I got in touch with you for, for many reasons but I, I went and I ate in one of your restaurants uh, that's uh, attached to the Corinthian the whole team and I was saying I think it was Matt I believe was yeah, there the, the whole team eyes, yeah. is so lovely and everyone it makes a real effort and you know i I wonder whether or how much of your success clearly is your culinary talents but almost as well like really caring about people that come to eat where you are or come like walk in the dawn you feel like it's like a a hug from a family member not just going to eat out at a restaurant that makes sense
0: yeah and a lot of that comes actually from the beginning of when we opened the restaurant both myself and beth opened the first hand of flowers and you go with what we try to do is try to create somewhere where we'd like to be on our days off and Yeah, so I, we're very professionally. We've driven and tried to be very good at what we do, and we, you know, as, as a chef and hospitality, you try to build everything, and you try and be creative, and you try and build your professionalism, and you're, you're trying to learn a trade and and drive yourself to be good at what you do. But then at the same point, trying to connect to people is massive, and that warmth is so important. Like two of the things that we're most proud of is one, as a team of people being you know the pub that wins a mission star wins two mission stars but also having that team of people you mentioned matt but nick who's head chef at um the bar and grill there is he is um he's been within the company for over 12 years and but there's many more people like that so people that have been within the industry that have been with us for so long so the culinary accolades and the recognition as a profession is great, but actually some of the things that we're most proud of is the fact that we've got so many people within that company that work worked with us for well over 10 years, and, and that's something that... That says a lot,
1: doesn't it? Because yeah. in the hospitality industry, the turnover, and I was, you know, I've got some local restaurants where I live, and you get to know people, and I enjoy going to the same places. You build that, actually, um, community almost with the restaurants that you eat in. I enjoy that aspect of it. And they're saying, look, it's hard sometimes with the turnover for lots of different reasons, but to hold on to staff, it's a real compliment really it's
0: massive but that's because then you try and allow people to grow professionally and personally and you know and if you can create an environment where people can thrive then that's the most important thing but then what happens with that is that those people then have that um that sense of collective um, enjoyment of going to work and you know we all have shitty days at work yes. do you know what i mean like yeah. it's not it's yeah, not every day course. you come in oh and it's like gosh. rainbows Sunshine and uh, yeah, yeah yeah exactly days, yeah obviously. yeah yeah exactly but you know if you can create an environment where people can thrive yeah. and that sometimes means against adversity and difficult and you know you need those challenges if you rise above those challenges that sense of achievement is incredible so if you can give people the opportunity to progress personally professionally then they stay within that company and then they have that kind of energy that positivity that positive kind of vibe and feel that then that transcends out into the dining room for when the guests arrive they already feel that they're part yeah. of something that's got an energy about them which is which is really important
1: yeah, yeah absolutely and i'm a big believer that um, it's absolutely the same with children as adults happy people more successful the more engaged the easier and better to be around. It all makes sense. Yeah. Now I'd like to start with um, this podcast with the five senses. We, we do this with every guest. I, just, I think it's brilliant because it gets, gets us immersed in the environment and it also allows people listening and well done to everyone getting out stomping to really feel or get a feel for where we are and as I always say people if you're out walking now do the five senses with us it's a great way for mindfulness it gets you into the moment gets you off your phone and focusing on the present so I feel it's right we start with taste Uh, (laughs) with yourself can you taste any leftovers of of a of a breakfast or a brunch or is it is there anything in the air around here? Uh, coffee. 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 I'm, I'm a
0: massive coffee fan. It's what the coffee one, did you have? What's I your black co- I, drink, I drink. I drink black coffee up until about midday, and then I'll have something with milk in after that. So I try to... Yeah, I I, I normally skip breakfast. So it depends. Like, I constantly... I'm sure, like everybody else, is trying to go through a weight loss process. Mm. You, you're constantly trying to battle with it or look after it or mm. stay on top. So at the minute, I'm doing 16-8. So I'm not eating anything for 16 hours and then eating mm-hmm. in that process of eight so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'll finish eating something at eight o'clock at night and i won't start again till midday so you'll just go through and but i'll have black coffee but it is it's pretty mm-hmm. much the only vice i've got left is caffeine ca- caffeine, caffeine and yeah.
1: swearing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. your swear jar you makes a lot of money at home, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah family are very pleased with that one yeah it's um uh, yeah i mean i mean coffee is one of those things it's so embedded in our culture isn't it especially it feels over the last five ten years it's really grown in the uk people almost would love their coffee or almost as passionate about their coffee as they are about the food or wines yeah this is yeah. very important you see the pop-ups of coffee shops everywhere as well people love it well i
0: i think particularly during that day the daytime where alcohol and drinking is sure kind of dispersed from pubs or you know that coffee culture you see it all the time now and more of a love of it and it's gone beyond just a, a jar or a stir of instant coffee <laughs> it's now you know people you you can spend six seven eight nine pound on a cup of coffee you know it's it's become but that's because there's heart and soul and spirit to it and there's a there's an understanding of the process or the beans or where it comes from so that we've got much more in tune with um i think kind of like the passion or the artisan sense of how coffee's
1: made yeah absolutely i mean i i love my coffee i'd I'd say i agree actually i keep it as one of my vices that i allow so talk me through what you can see can you give me a description of uh, what we're looking at
0: okay so we're walking through gorgeous beautiful woodland at the beginning of autumn uh it's crisp um in terms of weather uh the sunshine is is coming through the leaves uh it creates that lovely kind of dappily oh. uh, effect on the on the woodland floor as you walk there's a few of the the, the fallen orange leaves hanging around which is a uh, which gives it that kind of like woodland crunch as you walk through it it's not quite full into autumn yet but it's you know it's a beautiful beautiful little walk through the woods which is where we normally bring the dogs the dogs out of wow
1: i mean can you come every week and do our senses i mean that's, guys is that the best senses we've had <laughs> i think everyone feels like they're in in that space you're right it's a nice crunch underfoot. foot this is my favorite time of year we were coming up we we're driving up today and we said like Get up in the morning. You put a nice warm coat on. It's sunny, but it's it's really crisp. And oh, I would love this time of year. Yeah. I find it actually, I'll be honest. Probably because my fair skin, the the heat or the hottest times in the UK are a bit much for me now. I'm much <laughs> more at home in uh, in this environment. So, so you've got dogs as well. Got two dogs. Yeah,
0: we've got a French bulldog that was a rescue, and we've got a we've got a Labrador puppy.
1: And how and how important are the dogs for uh, the dogs and have walks? been
0: massively important for us actually. So this. When we first came to see the Hand of Flowers, we had two dogs, where we, where we first came to see the, the pub, we had our first look at it, and then we drove up here, we, the exact spot And here. that was 18 years ago? 18 years 18 ago. Years ago. We, we went for a walk through this woods with wow, the dogs. Really? Yeah, here. considering going, okay, is this the right property? Is it the right space? Is it somewhere where it should be? And, the beautiful thing about dogs is they always live in the moment. They live yeah. here and now. And it doesn't matter what time I get in from work. If I say hello to them, actually, these two are lazy bastards. They sit there, they won't get up. <laughs> but normally, if you go, hello, hey, dog, Come on, they'll, hello. Say, yeah. they'll say hello to you. They want to be a part of it. Yeah. And that's, they're great for, I mean, one, getting out and about. That's a great thing, but two they—they they always can, you can connect to them. You can connect to them quite easily. You know, they'll always say hello to you, which is really important. You know, you can say, you know, you can escape the realities of your life for just a minute or two by just, you know, that sensory thing of an animal. There's a reason why dogs go into hospitals to go and visit patients. You know, they're, yeah. they're just an escape of something that might be a bit rubbish in your life. You can connect. Yeah.
1: And they always come, and they don't judge you, do they dogs? No, no matter at all. How good or bad your day was, or how you felt it was, or whether you feel, yeah, things went wrong, you know, or went well. They're there and they love you unconditionally. There's not many things or animals that give you that level of love, I think, without judgment, and dogs are there, aren't they? Dogs are there,
0: they're, they're great for that. They're, and they're lovely to see grow. Um, from a puppy's point of view, see them grow up is great fun. From a rescue point of view, you go okay we've done something here that's helpful and good to this to an yeah. animal something that's kind
1: there's something about caring for something as well I believe even even if it's not pets for somebody we might just be having a plant in your room at uni or whatever it is there's something about caring for something um, nurturing something that's really soothing for us as well I think isn't it like you've got responsibility and <laughs> I think that's it I think it.
0: it is the responsibility that becomes that you feel that you have to do something there's nothing worse than the responsibility you're looking at somebody else's house plant if they're away. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're like, this is no longer fun. Yeah. But i tell you what, if, what is brilliant as well with the dogs is they get you out for a walk, don't they? Because a day like this, it's easy to get out the door, but say it's raining and horrible, that dog still needs walking, doesn't it? Still so, needs
0: walking, yeah. You've still got to go out in the wet and the, and the cold.
1: When you walk around Marlow, do you get stopped the whole time? Does everyone know you? Or is it because everyone knows you so well, that they're all like, ah, it's just Tom, whatever, there he is, he's just doing his yeah. thing. <laughs> um because we've been here so
0: long most everybody in Marlow are like we're part of the community so people who say hello you know them yeah um but you do have particularly weekends there's people that have come into the area because it's so lovely yeah they'll have a wander around they're down by the river they might be eating in our restaurants they might just be on a day out so yeah it's inevitable you end up doing
1: and so Self is this, isn't saying hello. Is this place therefore is this, because we are, I feel, other than a few cyclists that have gone, come past or walkers and things, you're pretty much alone here. Is, is this a kind of a safe space for you then?
0: This is a great place, although it does get quite busy at the weekend. Lots of people come up here. I mean, if you think we're, we're, we're doing this while most people are at work. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not working, this doesn't count. No, here. this doesn't count. So. Uh, but yeah, the weekends, it's still relatively busy, but it, I mean, it's never, it's never super packed. It's never super packed.
1: No, oh, it's a beautiful, it's a really beautiful place to, to walk. So dogs aside, is there anything else that's in your stomping toolkit you must bring with you? I, uh,
0: no, nothing, nothing. It's a case of being able to come out, wander with the dogs, do nothing, like, it, it's nice, um, seasonality nature if i can do it a weekend and and come and my little man comes with us, our son you can talk through what's going on now with particularly you you know can you find any mushrooms can you do you know just all those sort of things connected with nature and i mean he's a big fan of nature of animals of uh, yeah so you know it's a great space for that
1: and does he is he into into cooking is that a given
0: (laughs) he is into cooking yeah he is into cooking a mini chef Uh, yeah whether whether, whether it's something that he'll do, I don't know, but he quite enjoys it. I think most kids enjoy the process of making something, don't they? And then the end result of food is, I mean, there's always a prize, isn't there? There's Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. I wonder how much peace and quiet you get from thing, from people like your team as well, because when you're out here walking, you, I'm guessing your phone's probably going off. You've got multiple, is it eight, seven or eight different Yeah, uh, we've got six,
0: six sites, a festival business and yes. an event company.
1: So um, that's a lot of different people. But surely want a piece of your pie, excuse the uh, uh, pun. They want your attention, don't they? So how do you manage that with your own well-being and your own space, and well, having time to do this? Well, I, I've got a really good team around me.
0: You know, I've got a great assistant. We've got a brilliant executive chef, fantastic, like kind of managing director. Each site has brilliant head chefs that are from, uh, that have come within the group, that have grown within a, within the company. So. The daily levels of the running of it the stress levels is kind of filtered out right and then they don't worry about the bigger picture they only have to worry about each little individual bit but also i kind of thrive on it i like it i like i like a really packed diary i like a stressful day i like you know this is my third or fourth interview of the day wow today yeah, you know yeah, and you go okay and not every day like that, yeah, but well, the obviously best the best stuff. yeah but you've got i like you know, and the other things that we're talking about, we were a business interview, or then the other one was um, food campaign and free school meals. And then, yeah. you know, and you're just kind of, I, I like the spinning of plates. I like yeah. the wearing of different hats. Where am I supposed to be? And then this afternoon, it'll be a case of, we're having a conversation about new menu ideas and dishes for the hunter flower. So there's always- It's the variety always, you enjoy. You exactly, like the Exactly, I of love different. it, I love it. I, lo- I love slightly controlled chaos. <laughs>
1: actually that's probably me as well i yeah. would say lots of different things going on but you kind of thrive off that i guess uh, massively
0: like I, I love the chaoticness of stuff so i missed like the drinking part of my life which was huge and i love the chaos of it i love the the slightly uncontrollable wondering what's going to happen next i love i love all of that i love walking into an environment i love Business meetings when there's really weird, awkward silences of who's going to break first. I, mean, I love. I, I, I love. I just. Do you I hold love,
1: the? Are you a, I, do you hold the silence? You're one of the people. Oh yeah. I just go. Yeah, yeah. Just keep looking. at I, I like to wait. think.
0: Oh, who's going to break first? It's a like, game. Like me. But yeah. you know, <laughs> I, like I love, I love all of that. I love. I love it. I love just the sense of. Because what I mean, what's the worst thing can happen?
1: Nothing. I mean, come on. Another like one of my favorite sayings, what's the worst that can happen? It always incites fear into people. And I say, no, I'm saying seriously, what's the worst that can happen, you know? In yeah. this scenario, and I think often fear, fear of failure often, but fear prevents people doing so and so many things in their lives that they otherwise enjoy doing. Failure is so oh, God, important. Might, you know, getting
0: things wrong is so important to be getting to a point of being able to build a business or being where you're at. Because you have to, none of, it, none of it is a failure. None of it is wrong. They're all learning
1: curves. They're just
0: learning curves
1: is there a time in your head that you think gosh that was a that was a decent failure that one or one that you particularly learnt from
0: <laughs> no i think there's, there's lots we've had businesses that have worked some that haven't worked mm. some that you know you, you lose lots of money like i think i'm quite fortunate and i could say it now that I, unless i properly properly fuck things up mm-hmm. i've done all right yes. i've got a bit yep. of cash yeah but you go okay I've never been materialistic though in the first place, yeah. so I've never driven everything yeah. for money. It's always been about the process of being in hospitality. Exactly, it's about I, lo- I love the job. So if everything disappeared and went, I wouldn't mind. You still love the like, job, like yeah. It would, I mean, no, it'd be a, it wouldn't be as
1: great. No, you wouldn't be going, like oh this is brilliant. But no, you would, no, no. no people often people who are successful even if they face huge failures and lose everything. They often find their way back to somewhere near where they were, but it's because if you dig down into it, it's the passion in that person for the process. If you, I always say if you want to be successful at anything, you've got to love what you do. If you don't love what you do and you're willing to sacrifice, you're willing to really work hard at it, you're not going to get there. If you're just chasing, I just want to hit the end goal, it's not about that, it's the process, isn't it? If you don't love the process, you're not going to slog for 20 years, 30 years, however, even longer than that, probably that you've been been working on 100%. So I get
0: asked quite a lot, oh, you must be incredibly ambitious not to, i have ambitious means that you have an ambition yeah that you're looking at achieving no what we want to do or everything within the business or myself is can i do whatever i'm doing a bit better than i've done it before yeah. and do i enjoy it if i don't enjoy it i won't do it you know you just go is this fun yeah well, great well let's do it so that's the same as whether it's a restaurant whether it's a cooking gig somewhere whether it's a television thing where there's a podcast it yeah. doesn't is this going to be fun yeah okay if it's fun let's do it like i, I won't do
1: it. well i'll take that well uh, that guy's that uh, you must have thought it was good tom thought yeah. it was a good idea to do it i so. mean there's <laughs> other things <laughs> other things you go right
0: do you do this because it's structure of it is it good for business what yeah, does it do yeah, for that yeah, sure. but business needs to work because you now have the responsibility of 200 plus staff who have kids and mortgages and whatever so
1: you have that is a pressure it it? it (laughs) It is a
0: pressure pressure. yeah so you go okay well i can't mess the business up because that's (laughs) that's everybody else's life not just mine it's
1: a big but i laugh at it. Is and actually um one of the i i saw uh some of the things you said during the pandemic because it it really it really wasn't uh, a laughing matter i mean for anyone but for the hospitality industry it was serious wasn't it for businesses have gone under people have really struggled haven't they yeah it's it's very
0: it's very difficult um Hospitality. I did, listen. I think anything, any business that has to do with connecting people, the network of human beings. So whether it was hospitality, whether it was aviation, travel, whether oh, it was gosh, the yeah. music industry, whether it was performance, live shows, whether it was just anything where people, festivals, anything where people connected, it was like, you can't, you can't do those jobs yeah. from home. You can't do it from a Zoom call. So it suddenly became. Um, Yeah, it hit that industry and hospitality really harshly. But the most amazing thing, and the thing I think about hospitality that I'm so proud of is the fact that um, you saw throughout, it doesn't matter what community, the little coffee shop or the local pub or the connect Mm. to everybody. So whether it was cooking dinners and taking it to the the, the people that were next door or whether it was setting up a little shop or whether it was just delivery systems, During that pandemic, hospitality really did show its true colours about being people that care yeah, and want to connect yeah. to each other whether it was cooking things for the nhs whether it was doing like everything
1: well we could, had our hospital in lewisham we had local businesses sending in meals because we couldn't actually i remember going in some days so all the shops are like closed we couldn't i couldn't be there to queue for three hours because i wanted to work and you think oh my god how am i going to eat today and people you know business going right do you know what that's fine we're going to cook i mean they were cooking hundreds of meals yeah. for the staff so that people would go home with food to actually eat i mean i remember one night I went home and had a, a loaf of bread in the cupboard that was about yeah, it and that was the reality and i mean a lot of people are a lot worse but we, we set up a charity
0: called meals from marlow which was about it was from a call out from Waxham park which is slide. yeah saying that people that were working within the nhs yeah. people will stop piling food so by the time you finished yeah. your really long shift oh, yeah, nothing there. you got there there was nothing there it happened so a it few like, times
1: it happened several times so it was way. like
0: how do we do this what can we do to solve this how can we make this how can we help what can we do so we started cooking food because we had we had products, we had chefs, we had people that wanted to volunteer wanted and try to help. do something yeah. to help. So- Trying to get that food into the to NHS hospitals that was in our vicinity was a was a huge yeah. thing. Well, it raised like, lots of money. Yeah, it's and still going now. Well, We're still doing it now. Well, so. thank
1: you so much to everyone that did that. actually, everyone in, even in the local community around Lewisham, because honestly, like some nights it was that or a piece of toast. I mean, I'm not going to starve, but it's it's hard when you come home, you're tired, you just want to eat. Just the one joy you might get in your day is that meal. And we know how important food is yeah, for like I, our mental, literally our mental health. And you, yeah, yeah. So, but that's where hospitality
0: did very well with that. Um, from that point of view and 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 connected really nicely with communities and people and spaces and but it was very difficult but also in a really weird way i thoroughly not enjoyed it but the pressure on the business that felt all on my shoulders mm. like that bit of going okay how do i how do we solve this it was a big it's like in front of me it's like this woods it was like Okay, we need to get to the other side. We don't know how we're going to get there, right? And there's all of these issues. So as a business person, like it's something you're never taught. Like you can't go for, it's something that I had to work out with team and go, right, what happens if we do this? How do we do that? How do we restructure this? What have we got to do? What are the really hard decisions we've got to make? How do we, and I love the, the puzzle of it. It's horrible. It was a really, really stressful time. And still coming through the other side it's still very stressful but the challenge of it i strangely enjoyed
1: to enjoy the problem solving
0: well yeah i like the problem solving I, like which is just as well because there's always loads of them <laughs> <laughs> there's always stuff to stuff to fix yeah sort there's, out. there's always um, every every day actually feels like it's um like a, a, a problem some sort of game show where you've i don't know
1: yeah, it's yeah kind so of every like day feels fixing. like it's
0: a bit like crystal mains that you've got to, some of them are easier than others but they're all problems that you've got to try and unlock and try and solve and it may be very very simple ones that are just involve staff or it may be ones that involve money and business and it may be ones that involve i don't know lawyers who knows yeah. but i like oh god yeah yeah but they're all <laughs> nothing against
1: lawyers just that no. whenever you think about that it's, it means problems yeah you it solve. suddenly
0: comes into your business doesn't it you just gotta go right how do we structure this or how do we build or what can we do to get something over the line or how and i i I, I like that i like that
1: thanks once again to our sponsor this week fitflop remember if you want to stomp in utmost comfort with shoes that are powered by science head to fitflop.com and bag yourself a pair of supercharged footwear whether you're shopping for men or women thank you so much uh, for this episode so far I've loved this little wonder and I hope all of you are suitably relaxed you enjoy the five senses you're the best of the five senses we've ever had on the stomp course, uh, thanks to Tom we're really you know we're privileged to be here so thank you enjoy the rest of your stomp if you're going to be continuing head straight over to part two if not I'll see you whenever you're listening next